Greetings all and welcome to the Real Good Podcast where every week we talk about all the things going on in the screen and streaming world to find out what is real good. I'm Sean Carney and joined by my very good friend Nicholas Staniforth. Happy New Year mate. Happy New Year to you man. Happy 2021, right. well fucking hopefully. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> That's what that's what all the calendars say. The calendar shop. Aye. <laughs> it's like... Everybody's just writing underneath it. We hope so. How did you? For one, did you stay up till midnight? Yes. Did you? Well done. Yeah. Cool. It's not bad for a a, a new family. Do you know what I mean? I was gonna say because you're a dad now, mate. It's acceptable yeah. for you to go sleep at like oh, nine o'clock. Mate, Ten o'clock is bedtime. <laughs> like for us, like we'll just say, like, oh, oh yeah, so let's get the get the house coats on. Fucking up the bed, sleeping. Um, yeah, good good time. Uh, basically, had like, a small Zoom chat thing with a couple of friends. End up having cool. a couple of drinks, but I was like, getting getting too old for this shit, man. I was like, I'm going to bed. Um, but I obviously I celebrated the coming out of isolation, which was great. Yes, how did that go? Did you go? You 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 walked further than the bins. Yeah, I I walked down there. The promenade, no, no, down next to the water, <laughs> some fresh air, just saying hello nice. to everybody, even though I don't know. <laughs> morning, morning, morning. They're like, oh my god, look at him, he's the happiest guy in the world. <laughs> yeah, you like Ross in Friends after he's finally yeah. got shagged, he was just like, hello everyone. <laughs> hello. <laughs> um, but I brought in, brought in the bells with, with the wee man and the missus and that, it was great. Um, cool. What about you, mate, how did you celebrate the end um, of fucking the pandemic here? <laughs> Yeah, well, to be continued, isn't it? Well, um, I, uh, <laughs> part have, one. Have you, have, you, have, you, have you heard fucking the, the, today's news? No, what's that? Oh, she, she's reviewing it tomorrow, like an emergency meeting tomorrow. Right, okay. So that's not good. Let's just... Oh, this is a film <laughs> podcast, do you know what I mean? No, sorry. Like, sorry. Oh. No, well, I, like, I obviously want to talk to you about it, but I'm just like, no, because this is a safe zone yeah. of this is, niceness. This is, this is the escapism. Yeah, let's not call everyone cunts that are in power. And yep. anyway, um, what did I do for New Year's? Mate, I had a really nice night. Um, you know, much like you, within the limitations that you have, what do you do with it, etc. And we we actually made a night of it. Like, got actually actually got dressed up as if we were going to go out. Um, made a really nice dinner. Um, we, what did we have? We, had, we made, like, we found this really nice um, lemon chicken recipe. I made that for dinner and it was I like I wolfed it down I was like yes, <laughs> this is the it. fucking tits <laughs> um, yeah basically and um, and then I basically just played a load of games um, got fucking Uno on the Playstation um, which was a bit backwards because you know it's a card game it's not that hard but um, we're playing Uno and shit and getting very angry with each other and fuck it she she can't be blending stuff can you hear that? no all right, cool. It's like an air blender in the background. You're, You're like, like, how dare you blend <laughs> when I am podcasting? <laughs> She's like, I was like, I'm just about to do a podcast. She's like, cool, I want to make a smoothie. Like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> just flushing the toilet every five minutes, fucking turning the kettle yeah. on. Yeah. Kettle. That's weird. You're, you're fucking, you're fucking podcast cr- cr- like clashes with my tap dancing class, but no. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I like, I like a tap dancing class. <laughs> But yeah, um, 
Yeah, mate, just had a really nice night, um, just stayed up playing games and went to bed at like half two. I was actually quite surprised Ooh. that we stayed up. Um, we've got a really good game that I highly recommend as like a family game when we're all allowed to actually like inhale each other's breath like in the same vicinity again. Um, it's a game called Don't Get Got and it's basically you all hand out a wallet of little tasks that you've got but the tasks are really random and the whole objective is you've got to basically get someone to do something without them realizing that you're trying to make them do it. So like one of the tasks I got and you can play it and it obviously I'm confused not, it's confused already. <laughs> well it's not even like it's not even within a time span you can you can literally play it for a whole day of like basically you've got secret missions you've got to get other people to do. Yeah. So like one mission I had was um pretend there's a fight going on outside. So like I was sat talking, obviously you've been in our living room, like I was sat in my sofa and I sort of looked out the blinds and I was like, oh my God, there's a fight kicking off outside. And she's like, what? I was like, there's a fight kicking off. And I was, but the pubs are closed. Why is there a fight? And she went to have a look and I was like, ah, I got you. So that was one, like one win for me. Um, and then one of hers was um, question, make someone question your wardrobe. So it was like, she, it was getting close to midnight. She was like, you know, it'd be really nice if we went outside when the bells go. And I was like, well, it's freezing. I was like, you're, and she had like a, she had like a, like a, like a really like thin top on. And I was like, well, you're going to wear a coat, aren't you? She was like, why? I was like, well, you need, it's cold outside. She was like, well, do you think I should change? I was like, well, yeah. She was like, ah, I got you. I was like, you fucker. Um, but it's just, it's proper good game, man. Like it's very, some of them's like, um, like incorrectly sing a song till someone picks up on it. And then they, if, you, if they go, well, that's not how you sing the song. It's like, well, that's one point for me. It's I just mean, like a big going, fucking bundle. That going for fucking hours. Oh, mate. Well, we had she, we had some friends over, well, some Tina's friends over from America a while ago. And we basically gave them a tour of Glasgow when the weather was nice. Pearl bastards. <laughs> <laughs> this is called a meth. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, Everyone but, um, here looks miserable. <laughs> And they've got rosy cheeks, and they never, even though it rains ninety percent of the time, they never carry an umbrella. <laughs> they've no one uses a hood. Um, but yeah, we were just basically playing the game like from when we left the flat till about six o'clock that night, and it's just a it's just a really fun game. Like I'd highly recommend it. Um, but yeah, that was our evening, mate. Just like, literal fun and games, which made a change from obviously the current events. Listen, um, it sounds as if the year twenty twenties started off relatively good. It's- in, oh mate, definitely. Speaking, well, twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. Sorry, my apologies. Um, I mean, yeah, let's not do that last fucking year again, shall let's we? Not, let's not. <laughs> let's not recap that, even though we are going to at some point. Um, yeah. But I mean, listen. Let's dive in. Uh, obviously, what we talk about every week, films, and uh, basically ah, yes. what we come up with this week. Basically, <laughs> me and Nick. There's nothing going on. <laughs> like the start of twenty twenty one has gave us nothing. Like, we don't have any news to talk about. Yeah, it was pretty thin, like... Very thin. Sean messaged me earlier, like, what are we going to talk about? I was like, well, mate, it's New Year's. Like, fuck all's happened. Like, it's that... It's that. It's in in a normal reality. Yeah, in a normal reality, it'd be that time of the year where everyone's like, what fucking day is it? I don't know what day. But that's been since March. Yeah, well, that's true, I know. Don't get me wrong, I did that yesterday. I was like, oh, nice day for a Sunday. And... She kept saying to me, it's not Sunday. It's the third time I've ever said it. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, as so, Nick yeah. said, we're obviously very, very thin on what we have obviously news lined up for the podcast news-wise. So what we thought, or what I thought anyway, would be good. Nick will probably shit all over it. But anyway, 
I thought let's recap to an extent of the best movies of 2020 because me and Nick had a, like, a little bit of back and forth the other night there and we were texting each other talking about our top five best films of 2020 and then so we're also going to go through top five of that and then we're going to go through the fi- the five worst films of 2020 so our best and worst okay fucking hell mate like through this <laughs> through, not me for a loop but okay um <laughs> But why not? Listen, we've got fucking plenty of time, so let's let's go with it. Okay, fair enough. Cool. So, I thought I'd start off with, which I think both of us will obviously agree that I would say it's the best film of 2020. You said it, I've said it. Everyone else has clearly have got to have picked this as well. We're going to go with Bong Joon-ho's Parasite. Yes. Has to be, mate. I mean, I think... Easily. So, obviously... For those that don't know, that this was the film obviously last year that won the best picture, uh, and when you say that sometimes, Nick, obviously, for once it did actually go to the film that did deserve the best picture. Hundred percent. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just listen. If you haven't seen it, um, it's Bong Joon Ho. As we've said, it's it's a Korean. I, I mean, I, this is a film that I would kind of hard to describe. Like as very a, much, how very much so. I mean, is it a thriller? Is it a, a dark comedy? What is it? Is it all kind of I'd say, I'd say, yeah, it's it, it checks so many different boxes. Yeah. Um, but basically, it's it's essentially like a a stealthy home invasion film. Yeah, and it's obviously um, all, obviously we've said in the past all has um, premises like of class. Do you know what yeah. I mean? He's got a real issue with with class with class and fit. fit it, it doesn't have me, and but it, it, this was done really well. Obviously, the, the cast was fucking amazing, knocked it out of the park. Um, mm. And I think it was obviously before twenty twenty went off the rails with everything that was going on. Cinemas were shutting down, yeah. shit like that. So we were we were obviously and at some sort of normality then, uh, and we're watching people's life go to shit, and then. Little did we know our life was going to go to shit in a couple of months later. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, very cheery way to start it off. Yeah. We were going to be on our own, like, day in, day out, doing a routine task of headbutting a fucking, like, knocker on a, on a, a button on yeah. a wall. Um, yeah, mate, I I think exactly, you took the words, well, you didn't take the words out of but, like, you're very on point in terms of very rarely do films come along and people dispute going, did that deserve best film? Like, I think... I think weirdly and almost it's kind of a sad state of affairs when you think that this is a film that would may may well have introduced audiences into foreign cinema. Yeah. In terms of there are films where you might have to read a bit, but the payoff is exceptional. And this is one of those films like I think what's brilliant about it for me is I, I went in knowing as little about it as possible just yeah, because I mean, the hype was so big. Well, I was very and, similar because obviously I, yeah. I hadn't seen it. I remember you... Um, had basically said to me, watch it. And I was like, what's that about? You're like, look, just watch it. It's fucking, yeah. it's fantastic. It's a, like, obviously, it's one of those ones that I think when you say to people, Parasite, you've got to say right away, it's a it's a film with subtitles because that puts a lot of people off. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But for me... Which is, which is pretty shit, but... That is shit, mate, but it's, a, yeah. it's something that happens. Mm. Um, but I would say... But what an introduction, man. What an introduction. And then for, for me, it just snowballed. Like mm. I went Snowpiercer, fucking train to Busan, just, just <laughs> down a rabbit hole, just down a rabbit hole of Korean fucking bangers. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I, yeah. I loved it. I loved it a lot. I thought Snowpiercer film was a great, great idea for a film. Uh, Parasite was obviously a, a knockout. Um, yeah, Train to Busan was so good. 
like one of the mm. best zombie films I think I've ever seen. It's definitely yeah. up there, top three. Um, but that's that's what I would say personally. Let us know, obviously, if you agree with us that if you think Parasite would be up there for sort of number one, at least in most of people's lists anyway, I would expect it to be in the top five anyway. Um, yeah. What would you go for? Number two then, mate? Um, it's it's tricky, mate. One thing I'm, I've sort of looking through like people's lists that have been published in terms of yeah. like Hollywood Report and stuff like that, one thing that was common and is was such a, is such a weird um route that we've taken given last year is that horror was massively popular yeah um one particular film well no in fact pre pre lockdown let's look at it is the one film that stood out for a lot of people because we just didn't expect it to be as good as it was was the invisible man um yeah like what an absolutely like airtight absolutely terrifying genuinely arresting film that was about like domestic abuse essentially and how it how it dealt with the PTSD of a victim in that situation and how Lee Wano who has gone you know started from Saw and has continued to sort of excel with everything he's done and is now doing a fucking Wolfman film with Ryan Gosling following yeah. the success of this like it's weird I saw on Twitter a while ago basically saying you know people talking about moments moments that they that stood out for them in cinemas as being a member of, of an audience in a cinema that, that that's like one thing we can't wait to get back like what's what can you not wait to get back to what moments remind you you can't wait to get back to a cinema <clears throat> and a lot of people referred to basically elizabeth moss sat down with her sister in the in the in the restaurant in halfway through invisible man and you just all Brilliant. you saw was just the knife Brilliant. and it was literally the whole audience was like <gasps> like no, I can't possibly. It. And it so, just unfolds. It just like it's so quick. It's that you are. She's basically challenging your exact emotions of like, what the fuck is going on? How yeah. do I? How do I get out of this scenario as quickly as possible? What, what, like, and it's just it was a brilliant film, man. It was just so well done. Like I was so like so impressed. I mean, as everybody knows, I'm not Elizabeth Moss' biggest fan, but <laughs> everybody knows. Everybody knows that, mate. Um, but listen. I mean, I even went back. It was that, like, such a terrifying film, as, as you've said. Like, mm. things happen so quickly, so unexpectedly. And it is a very tense um, situation that you're in where, as you said, how the fuck do you get out of this? But yeah. the thing for me was, like, how it was made. I mean, I watched the behind the scenes of the bit where um, she is in the kitchen herself, you know what I mean? She's getting lifted up and dragged about and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's class. Not I mean, obviously at one part yeah. there's a guy with a, a green suit on, but there's yeah. like there's bits where she's getting like pulled through the wall and stuff like that. And there's just mm. like it's fantastic. Um, just a very very smart film. I'd, yeah, I definitely say that's got to be up there. Um, and open to a sequel as well. Like it ends on an, yeah. on an open ending, and it's like right, okay, where can that go now? I know a while ago it was not, it was mentioned that Elizabeth Banks was going to do an Invisible Woman film that wasn't linked to this. But I think following on from this, such a success of this, and also it's worth considering as well that Universal, we you know we ripped the piss out of them a while back about it, and the fact that Universal originally had this dark universe planned of Tom Cruise, Johnny Depp, Javier Bardem, all these people that were going to be involved following Tom Cruise's Mummy film that absolutely yeah. bombed, and now they've gone, no, let's take let's take a classic Universal horror icon and put them in a modern day film 
that's minimal as possible really shrink it down and keep it as a as a proper small story rather than this big spectacle that they were going for and clearly missed the mark on with the mummy um so yeah i mean we talked we've talked about it reg, reg, well fairly regularly about what what ryan gosling as the wolfman will look like just but just for that mind to have made the invisible man to go onto that i'm really excited to see what happens because then it's like okay then you've got the wolfman then you've got dracula then you've got dr jekyll and mr hyde then you've got the mummy like it's just really interesting to see what sort of um essentially like a mcu yeah blueprint they could potentially have i think um, we spoke about that when wolfman was first like also rumored about ryan gosling and stuff we were saying mm. that we were like this could be this could open so many doors for so many films yeah. Do you know what I mean? And be that sort of like classic horror um, characters, sort of as you say, MCU. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, be interesting to see that. It's very exciting. Very I'm going exciting. to, I'm going to what's on this. yours list, mate? Well, I'm going to throw this one in, um, and it's just to lighten things up a wee bit because I was looking at the list there and I'm like, Jesus <laughs> Christ! I'm like, I nearly, I nearly rained off another horror there, and I thought people are going to be like, this is meant to be an uplifting 2021 <laughs> podcast, and they're just. Totally not fucking left. Just my looking back here. on the nightmare that was last year. The, night, the nightmare <laughs> and all the scary films, basically, that we watched that we thought that was really good. <laughs> I'm going to put this one out here is because I thought, yes, there was obviously serious issues to it, but it was very heartwarming and it was funny and it was made by, obviously, the very talented Taika Waititi. Um, mm-hmm. Jojo Rabbit, mate. Of course, yeah. I, I mean, mean, we got it. We got it later yeah. than everyone else. I think we got it. We got it in twenty twenty when it came out in twenty nineteen in America or elsewhere. Yep. I think like near the end. But yeah, like I just mean, a lovely film about Nazis, man. Lovely you know? film about <laughs> Nazis and Taika Waititi dressed up as Adolf Hitler, um, just basically taking the piss is fantastic. I mean, obviously. Mm. So if you don't know about this, obviously it follows um, a young Jewish. Uh, sorry, a young German boy who is like swallowing all the Nazi propaganda um, and it's I think quintessentially it's it's probably about like how it's the role models that you t- that you take at that age do you know what I mean you're, yeah. you're, you're very influential at that age and obviously again that's probably what things that that they did the Nazis did back in the day it's like you're thinking get them when they're younger and we can fucking yeah. brainwash them get them to, to be how we want them to be um, but obviously him and his mother are living by themselves and he finds out that his mother is obviously um, hiding a young Jewish girl in their, their, is it the attic? Yeah, attic? Uh, yeah, it? sort oh, of and, attic. And Basically, the, within the walls of his within, own fucking house. Within the walls of his own house and it's about them obviously forming a, a relationship and kind of breaking sort of barriers about how how Jewish people are perceived in Germany. Obviously, at the height of the, the, the World War, obviously. Um, but, I mean, listen, Taika Waititi does it so 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 smartly do you know what I mean the way mm-hmm. he puts across certain um, subjects um, and obviously the, as I said the relationship between the, the boy and the girl it's just it's fantastic do you know what I mean um, yeah. I just think long may Taika like continue making movies that I personally mm, think I think he just he's on this sort of like on this um, this surge of just making like really good films at the moment and I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing what's next. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, like, it deserves the credit it got. It deserves the Oscar wins it got. Um, I personally feel 
it's got its issues if i'm completely honest like it for me it's like a four four out of five film and not a five yeah. star film whereas the invisible man for me is a five star film per- right. personally obviously completely different like you know different genres like, like apples and oranges aren't they but like i think for me jojo rabbit i just had an issue with the ending that's my only that's my only issue with it and i think in in all seriousness through his current like back catalog of films he does it's weird the closest comparison i can put him to is stephen king where he can't finish his dinner like he'll have a really good film yeah and the ending is just never quite right it's good but it's not it's not so what was your what was your issue with the end of it i just i I thought i thought the the shock was brilliant that whole moment of seeing the shoes and the lace and it was just i I, it was even through the film of seeing her constantly tie shoelaces i was like this is going to be linked to a really bad thing see i never i never i never got that I, I don't know if it's just how my brain works. Yeah. I'm just like, it's it's too much. There's there's too, too much, much detail to it. Yeah, there's too much presentation of that yeah. particular in that moment, and I'm like, why is that relevant? Why will that be relevant? Um, my and I just didn't like that whole. I d- weirdly the dance scene at the end just didn't hit it for me. I was just yeah. like, I don't get this. Like, <laughs> literally, you are too spoilers i'm really sorry for you know if you haven't seen that (laughs) it's been a year you've got no excuse but like (laughs) it was just that thing of like essentially your worlds have fallen apart and all you've got is each other now let's dance like what i just and it was the same for me with like don't get me wrong there probably was a lot of dancing going on when the fucking war was over do you know what i mean like yeah oh yeah don't be wrong it (laughs) it was just that idea of there was no there was no safety net for them like I didn't, I didn't, and the film didn't end for me. And I went, "Oh, those kids are gonna be alright." I'm like, "No, it's still in fucking Nazi Germany." Ah, they're, like, still, they're still in like, Nazi Germany. The world's literally just ended. How they were, how yeah. they, there's no adults about. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And that was my that it was weird that I had that worry. And it's yeah. the same I've had issues with like with like Thor Ragnarok, great fucking film finale, not great, like not yeah. a great ending to a film. Yeah, true. and Something what we do in the shadows, great film parties yeah. the party near the end is okay but it just sort of tapers off and it, i didn't end i didn't end any of those films going fucking well done from beginning to end flawless yeah. and i'm not saying he hasn't got that in him because he clearly has he's got such a fucking brilliant mind like I'd, i could watch a film for, with his name on over any over a number of other directors well, i mean that's obviously the thing even though you've got uh, issues with them You'll still you still go back and watch Jojo Rabbit and what we do in the shadows. We've watched it numerous times and and Thor Ragnarok. You'll be like, if it's if it's on there and you click on it, you'll be like, oh fuck it, I'll sit and watch it. Yeah, of course. And it's like again, I go back to that comparison of Stephen King. Like, there's so many stories he's done where I would rewatch them, but the ending, I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, I forgot yeah. about this bit. Um, but yeah, like just just a bit just a bit of um, constructive criticism. For for the for the man who's definitely not listened to this podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we'll we'll do this after, but we'll go through some of the ones that that Mister um, Hawkes watched. Yeah, right. Are the one of the ones that have been ticked off, and I'll okay. I'll basically I'm going to choose one, and I'll say how it took him so long to watch that. I have no idea. Okay. So but anyway. <laughs> back to it um, I'm probably I mean I'm going to again try to kind hold of, on is it, your, is it yours or it's my turn well you, you go mate I, I mean we're yeah. just we're just, we're just uh, rhyming just, through we're just films, two basically. dickheads talking about films that's talking all we do that's basically what we do every week <laughs> um, 
I, whilst I fully um, appreciate Sean's effort not to be dark uh, with <laughs> going lists, back, I'm going, fuck you, and I'm putting host on here. Because... Mate, I was just about to say. <laughs> I was just about What's to say. weird, I thought you had another horror film, which well, I'm not going to mention. Well, I do All have right. that, but I mean, it's just going to be horrors, mate, basically. It's just going to be horrors, yeah. Um, was, 2020 was a horrific year followed by good horrors. It was. So. <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, host, like, Me. what an ingenious, um, fantastic, like, imaginative, economic, brilliant, less than half an hour, less than an hour film that is. It's only um, like, uh, it's not even it's, an hour. It's like 56 minutes. It's yeah. 56 minutes. Um, because it's the duration of a of a basic Zoom call, which is, for one, is just fucking brilliant. Um, and so I had to review it for Jump Cut. Shout out to Jump Cut for that. But like, I... I caught it just before the hype train started. I had no idea about it. It was like, oh, this sounds shit because of, and I think I've talked to you about it, that whole thing of going on a trend of work, like integrating technology into a story and how will that work and will it be effective? Yeah. You know, Paranormal Activity is a strong contender for a film that did so much with that, as, as was Blair Witch, which is obviously a fucking founding father of um, home of fan footage horror and stuff. I mean, I was a but, massive fan of Paranormal Activity when it first came out yeah. because I, my thing with um, my thing with horror is it's always the things that you can't see. That's that's, yeah, what, kinda, that's what that's what gets me. I mean, more than sort of big scary monsters and like a guy with a ski mask on and stuff like that. We have a fucking, do you know what I mean? That's it's 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 jumpy, but I always think it's the that's why the whole paranormal thing's done so so much is because it scares the living shit out of people. It's like it's what you can't see, and that's and the, but that's the way it was done, Nick. I mean, I won't. I'll let you kind of rhyme off on it, but it's yeah, it's obviously it's so smart because it was like current situation that we were all living yeah. through. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So I'll let you carry on and kind of basically tell all the Just listeners knock one out over it. Um, <laughs> um, but basically, yeah. For, for for if you haven't seen it, it started off on Shudder. It's actually now available to buy as like a home release if you want it. I'd highly recommend like checking it out. Yeah. Basically, it is a horror set during a Zoom call where all these friends gather around, um, really tapping into the nerve of what we were all doing on a regular basis, and they one of them decides to do a séance. Um, as with every group of people on a Zoom call, there's it's just it just first of all it established perfectly what a zoom call is like where somebody fucks off for a bit and then as they're out the shot people start talking about them like oh they look really good like it's just it was that realism to it and then they go right let's do a seance one of them takes the piss as a result they bring about a spirit that's not very happy that they're taking a piss to take the piss and (laughs) proceeds to pick them off one by one and just a brilliantly just a brilliantly done horror in terms of like what Sean was going talking about in Invisible Man in terms of behind the scenes and, yeah. and the construction of how certain things were done they this this is a feat in itself in the fact that they were having to do this on their own in their own homes without any assistance from a production team special effects and all of that like this this is a standout moment where one of the girls is in a kitchen and a, she sat on a chair and the chair she gets pulled back through the kitchen yeah which was essentially her boyfriend with a rope tied around the chair leg and he was just pulling it on a doll on like a rope to get her which is sounds basic as fuck and sounds like it wouldn't work and it, it absolutely does because yeah. you are hooked through this film like i i i watched it first before sean told sean about it and you were just like 
fucking hell, this is horrible. <laughs> like, it's horrible, but it's great. It's one of those ones there. Like the whole, as I said, they come back to the whole sort of paranormal activity thing. It's like yeah. you're, you're constantly like you're at, your eyes wide open, looking to see what's next. You are looking for everything. Yeah. yeah. If something like falls, or maybe if that there's a bit, obviously you see the the door opening, and then it just yeah, whoop, boom, like fucking closes like full speed. <laughs> just shit like that. It just makes you on edge. Jump like fucking jumping out your seat. It is it's very good. And as Nick said, for for being something that's done during the coronavirus. With like such a short, um, short run time, and then obviously, I mean, how much? How much did it cost to make, mate? It's probably going to be. Um, I saw a look actually. Where she I mean, it's, it's probably not going to be um, that much. Probably not. Um, host film. Oh god, it's come up with the fucking Shosha Ronan one. That's not the one. Um, host, host, host. Here we go. Host Wikipedia. So the budget for host was. Development doesn't say actually. No, let's find out. Um, fifty-six minutes. Yeah, I was right about the about yeah. that. Um, in terms of, you know what, this is going to annoy me. So I'm going to find out for you. I mean, um, we'll but like credit for that as well. Looking. It's w- sorry. Yeah, go on. Sorry. Uh, no, I was just going to say uh, obviously a, a nod to obviously writer director Rob Savage, um, and obviously yes. the co-writers Jed Shepard, Gemma Hurley. Um, it's just it's obviously an ingenious thing to do during lockdown um, to make a film it's like also mo- mo- worth noting that that like Bloomhouse have picked Rob Savage up which is yeah. like it's yes um, what was the budget for Shudder's host you know what I've got nothing no, I'm nothing sure to keep that secret don't want to tell us yeah probably about a tenner um, yeah nothing at all at the minute for budget Project, 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 project. It's worldwide gross is only I've got forty three forty three thousand dollars. Um which, you know, isn't much given but you know, it's the fact that like a lot of films nowadays, it's all going on to streaming services. So it'd be interesting to see how much it got attention. But I know that like, you know, even Stephen King was giving it praise. Like yeah. which is I don't know why I'm referring to him so much during this podcast, it's just purely coincidence. Um but but yeah, just just really impressive, man. Just and and a credit to people just wanting to make a film and going for it. Um, just seek it out. Like if you've not, I think should have do some like you know the trial subscriptions. This is perfectly the film to watch to see like to to make that worthwhile because it's just brilliant. Um, but yeah, so sorry, went back to horror. Do apologize, Sean. Yeah, what's yours? No, my next one. I mean. I mean, next one. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go horror again, but I don't want to. I'm trying to stay. I'm trying to stay <laughs> You're going to say Saint Maud, aren't you? <laughs> I'm going to say Saint Maud. Of course, I'm. Last with me, Nick. It was probably one of the films that we'd we'd been to cinema a few times during the whole pandemic year 2020. Um, we were obviously lucky enough to go and see the the British horror debut from Rose Glass, which was um, Saint Maud. Um, I mean. I don't even know where to start and fucking finish with this film. It's just I personally just thought everything was great about it. I know you had a few reservations mm. with with certain parts of it, um, but obviously for, for as again as I said, if you don't know, um, it's um, Saint Maud, a traumatized nurse who communicates with air quotes God, uh, determined to save the soul of the hedonistic terminal ca- cancer patient she's caring for. Um, we get this whole sort of like new 
like I felt it was a um, it was just so, such a good like British horror that I, I was like I was yes. kind of I was grabbed right from the start to the finish. I loved everything about it. The whole bit with God, it was like, is it God? Is it Satan? Is it a demon? Like, we were just, we never mm. truly knew. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And it was such a claustrophobic film as well. I remember we talking about that quite a lot, about how everything seemed to be yeah. looking down, like, sort of like these, like, long, thin corridors and the, the, looking up the stairs and looking down the stairs and everything was quite close and close her and close her bedroom stage, so. her like one bedroom flat is just yeah horrible that's fucking creepy as in and then especially when she starts talking mm-hmm. to, to god but um i i definitely thought this was up there for me again i think it's because we were spoiled and obviously we got to go and see this in the cinema the fucking the sound of yeah. it like when we were in there like the music and shit like that it was, it was so eerie yeah. you know what i mean like there was yes, certain massive. certain certain parts of this film that i felt as if I watched it in the house, I would have been a bit more disappointed. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. there's certain films that you just want to see in the cinema. Obviously, during the whole 2020 yeah. year, we weren't that lucky. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm. But yeah, I don't know. What's your take on, on this, mate? I mean, I praised Maud. I don't know about you. Um, <laughs> um, I I think it's I think it's brilliant. I think it's, it's very much a Marmite horror film. Some yeah. be, I think you'll either love it or absolutely hate it. Um, thankfully, we were on the same page walking out. Like it just, it, it it just really fucking dug its claws in for the whole film, and just even the last the last sort of half an hour to twenty minutes is just so unsettling because it's part it's part misery, it's part Rosemary's Baby, it's part The Exorcist. It's just yeah. all. It's weird to think like all the best horror films you can think of are in this film. And that's weird. You you usually worry thinking, "Fuck, is that bad?" Because it's just ripping off. No, it's not. It's but it's it's the fact that it's tapping into those tones and that that mood so brilliantly. And like like credit to Muffet Clark for just being so unnerving. Who plays Mod? She is. Yeah. So she's she's this this you know. God fearing nurse looking after this act. This uh, well, uh, is she a dancer? She was a fe- well, a dancer like yeah. she's um, dealing Quite with cancer, famous, and their chemistry film. is brilliant as well. In terms of, she's just like you know, God's not real. Like look at me, this I'm a clear testament to say that yeah. God's not real. And it's, it's just she's just a, it's how, how much, weirdly again like a brilliant reflection of current times in terms of how much isolation and being on your own with nothing to think about but but believing that something higher than you is is putting you on this path yeah um i mean obviously just make those I'm, final i'm not i'm not a religious person but i mean like it, yeah it shows how strong like the path of like faith and religion is do you know what i mean um yeah and how it's it's like regardless of what's happening around her do you know what i mean even though she's yeah. like Hundred percent believes in God. It's just like sometimes if it if it was somebody like me who doesn't have any faith, the first thing I'd be thinking about is fuck me. There's a, a demon somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Because something's all <laughs> right here. I'd like there's some yeah. something's going on. Do you know what I mean? But she thinks yeah. it's her higher purpose and whatever else. And it's like she's as you as you said, she's on this path. But I as you as we've said, that whole last 10, 15 minutes is very very unsettling. I did find the whole Visceral film quite fuck. tense. Um, yeah, massively, massively. I mean, we obviously did we review it. Yeah, did we review it? 
I think we talked to, yeah, think, we talked about it. Yeah, I think we talked ago. about it. But listen, we, we, well, as I said, we were, we were always very lucky to go and see this in cinema. Um, if you haven't seen Saint Maud, you're looking for a, a very intense fucking on the edge of your seat, uh, very eerie horror, then I'd, I'd highly recommend it. Especially, obviously, as we've said, it was a debut from Rose Glass. I mean, what a way to fucking start. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty good at horrors. Yeah, um, watch us hold my yeah, beer. Just, yeah, just a, a nasty piece. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lift the mood a bit, mate, because I'm looking through the list, and because because 2020 seems to have like spanned decades, I'm like, fuck me, did that come out last year? Yeah. Um, one one pick me up that I really think um should have been watched, and I think he's on Netflix now, so you could watch it if you wanted to. Um, is uh, a beautiful day in the neighborhood, which is the sort of semi-biopic film about Mr. Rogers, um, directed by Mariel, Mariel Heller, um, is basically Tom Hanks um, in the iconic cardigan um, of uh, Fred Rogers, who was just like the nicest fucking guy on the planet at the time. Um, Tom Hanks or that Sean, guy? did you, did you, yeah, <laughs> did you, well, both, you know, it's perfect yeah, casting. It's yeah, like, how can I'm we saying. get, how can we get this character um, to, to life in, in, and who's the best person for it? And, and Tom Hanks is perfect. Um, have you? So did you watch it? I know I so mentioned. I haven't it seen you. this yet. It's on the list. Do you know what I mean? I remember right. you've, you've noted to me a few times to to watch it. I mean, I'm a massive fan of Tom Hanks, and I'd obviously I knew yeah. a little bit about the story of um, Fred Rogers, but I mean, obviously, there's when I've read certain parts of it, it tells you it gives you a bit more in depth, and sometimes I don't like to to kind of spoil it for myself. I like to go in a wee bit blind, but um, I carry on, Nick. Um, yeah, I think um, we know. <sighs> A routine thing, mate, uh, that we say that I say to you personally in podcast episode, like gradually through episodes, is I think for you particularly, this film will fucking hit a nerve, and yeah, it's just a lovely little film about a guy who is becoming a, again becoming a dad, um, and what that means to him, how he's dealing with it, and he's at the same time he's got to he's got to go and interview a guy that to so many kids was their dad was their tv dad was this lovely guy that they would see every night and he would have nothing but good things to say about the world that that they were in and and, and give answers to stuff that they probably couldn't really quite wrap their heads around at that age and he was breaking it down for them in such a beautiful like eloquent way and there are so many moments in this film that it sounds really cliche and really over- melodramatic but genuinely make you appreciate life and there's yeah where you go fuck me like i'm quite lucky i'm really i'm i'm really good in the situation that i'm in and and it, like what's brilliant about this is that hella does it in such a way where you are in the position of lloyd vogel who's played by matthew reese in this who's this esquire journalist who i think it's esquire i think it's esquire who goes to goes to meet fred rogers and straight away is like this is all an act. It's got to be. He's too fucking nice. There's no possible way. Almost to the point where you're like, is this film going to take a really dark turn? Is there something to him that we don't know, that yeah, you always, don't want to learn? I think we're always quite cynical with that now, especially with everything that's happened in the last sort of couple of years anyway. It's like... 100%. With all the shit that's come out, Me Too, and then all people... Like, fucking dirty Kevin, do you know what I mean? Like doing shit that shouldn't be done. Oh yeah, like, no, you know, and all these like it's massive like, oh, celebrities and stuff who, 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 I mean, I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I mean, I, I did hold Kevin Spacey as one of my fucking like favourite actors and he's been in so many films that I've like loved yeah. and characters that he's played and stuff but yeah, as you say, Nick, also this is a sort of different twist on it, this is a guy like children's TV, 
and you're thinking to yourself, yeah. is there a dark side here? So, yeah, I can understand mm. what you mean, mate. But he just, he just really, it's just wonderful. It's a wonderful film to watch of like, no, he was just a really good man. And he just always made the effort to see the good in people yeah. and and the good in the world, basically. And I'd hi- I just highly recommend it. If you want, in all seriousness, if you want a film to start the year off well and be like, oh, what a, what a nice little fucking two hours that I've sat down with. That's a prime example. Um, so yeah, I'm glad I've I've lifted the mood a bit with that one. Um, you got any more, mate? Um, nah, I think we'll leave it there at that. I think that's I think that's we've rhymed off quite a few of the kind of top um, top films of 2020. Um, can I give Can I give honourable mention um, to uh, to Five Bloods? Yes, I was which, just uh, I was I was going to can I, that was going to be my last one, but then I thought we will end up diving into the review again. Just a great. Film. <laughs> uh, we did it. We did it. I mean, listen back on the podcast a while ago. We did it during, and it was again. Spike Lee manages to make films yeah. just in time for something where it's like, look at this. Look at the situation we're in. Nothing's changed. Um, watch that film. It's brilliant. Yeah. Chadwick Boseman in one of his last performances. God rest him. And. Yeah. A lot of people are even talking about now the fact that Delroy Lindo might get an Oscar nomination for I it. I think so. Spike Lee might get an Oscar nomination, if it, and which is shocking. I, I read up on this. If Spike Lee, let me just make this. I want to make sure this is definitely right. If Spike Lee wins this, he'll be the first black director to win a film for best director, really? win an Oscar nomination for, which is pretty. Uh, which hold on. To date, no black filmmaker has won the prize. Wow. In 1991, not even 30 years ago, John Singleton became the first ever African-American to be nominated by the Academy Best Director for his work on um, Boys in the Hood. And since then, we have never had a black director win that award, which is fucking diabolical. That is mad. And, um, yeah, so that says a lot. And I think, well, I hope you know, wins. it's a great film. A great film, and it'd be interesting to see if he does win. Um, I'll be honest, it's not his best no, I but don't think so. He should. I think it could very well work in the way that Scorsese won his what his for the Departed, where it's like yeah. he's fucking due one. Yeah, um, I think so. But yeah. just what a sorry fucking state of affairs. Anyway, That's on to better things. Um, from from <laughs> um, best, to, best to worst, I think Nick. Well, I mean, oh, I don't Jesus, think it's okay. it too too long. Um, we'll rhyme off a couple probably each um, of the worst films that we watched or that we fucking. <laughs> That probably other people held held in disregard. Um, the worst movies of twenty twenty. Uh, I think since it's New Year, uh, I'm going to let you start off with the with the one that springs to mind. Unhinged. Let's just fucking Scotty. get straight into it. <laughs> the worst cinema fucking COVID date that has ever existed. Uh, me and Nick went to see fucking the film Unhinged. My God. And. It was dross. It was um, very bad. I I think it's mad. Like like you say, a lot of people liked this. What were they smoking? <laughs> what, um, I, what were they watching? It, it's just if I never see that film again, like yeah, it's not that. even it's not even a film I'm angry about. I'm just like that so was nothing. That was such a nothing it's film. So stupid. It's a nothing film. It's like. Yeah. There's certain things in it as well that would have happened where you'd have just went that wouldn't have happened. That's not realistic. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That that there that wouldn't that wouldn't no 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 stop stop stop. No. Um yeah just 
just a wanky film. Um, Russell Crowe absolutely wasted in a in a role that I, he could have actually really done a lot with. Um, <laughs> had the character too, been too fleshed out more. Eating cake. Jesus. Fingles, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Says the guy um, that's probably put on a people in, in diners. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, yeah. mate. It's festive weight. It's holiday. Ah, weight. It's, it's fine. I'm carrying um, a little holiday weight. <laughs> Oh, a quarter. Um, uh, yeah, just just a, a, a dull, yeah. boring, missed opportunity of a film. And if I never see it again, I'll be happy. Um, less bad it said the better. Mr. Sean, what's on yours? What's yours? <sighs> what's your misfire of 2020? If there is one, because that, that's for me, yeah. that's the only one that sticks out. Like I can't oh, think of any it? others. Well, hold my beer, Mr. Artemis <laughs> Bill. Oh, fucking <laughs> hell, that was this year. You forgot about that one, Jesus. didn't you? Aye. We had to fucking review it, remember? Oh, God. Jesus. Kenneth was... Branagh's bum egg of a fucking kids' film. Uh, oh, my God. Which looked as if it yeah, cost them was... a pretty penny to make, and it was just fucking yes. dreadful. Yes. Held off again, for quite some time. Again, another one where <sighs> if I don't see it again, I'll be very, very happy. Yep. Yes. Don't um, watch it. Keep it out your eyes. Yeah. Be one of those prime even, examples. Even the I think kids will it's, like, it. it's better in the book. Yeah, oh, that shit. Yeah, kids oh. would hate it. The book's better. Mate, it's um, it's currently got 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> which That's is too fucking much, to if you ask me. Um, Yeah, just bad, man. Yeah. Judy Dench with a shocking Irish accent. Um, <gasps> I know. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember that? Do you remember Judy Dench with pointy ears as a fucking head elf? Yeah. My God, nope. what that film was. Um, Yeah, just bad. Uh, Colin Farrell as well. Um, just a dire, dire film. Uh, I'm trying to think of a shitter, another shitter. Um, you me to have you got one? any others? Yeah. Go on. Okay, quite a, quite a Sean's like, I've got crap films I've for days, mate. fucking loads. <laughs> What's next on your list? Uh, next on my list, I think I'm going to go with... Mate, it's another one we went to the cinema to see, and it was built up so much, and then it, I always remember like oh. me, and you, me and you looking at each other and just going... What the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, we went to see Tenet, and the best thing about it was fucking Michael Caine, and that was it. I'm still um, confused. I don't know. Day. I think, I think, yeah, the plot. I think the plot's mad, and I think, you know, people making the defense of like, oh, you can go back and watch it again. Like, if it's yeah. not, if it's not clicked with me in the first time, story wise, why would I want to watch like it a film? A, a film. I can understand the story, and he, a film not click with me, right? And go back again and go. You know what? That's I gave. It, that's better than I give it credit for. Yeah. For me, if it's halfway through the film, I literally turned to Sean and was like, "What? I've I've got no idea what's going on. Like, I've lost. I'm lost. On. I don't know what's going on." The whole time inversion element of it, I'm not even going to deny that it's brilliantly handled. There's some elements in it, like like the 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 fight at the at the the storage gallery place, like really good. Um, but the final the final act of like invading an island shooting at people where we couldn't see where they were shooting yeah like, that was, that, that was the most thing. expensive the most expensive fucking paintball match i've ever seen in my life yeah, um 100% it was just it's easily like if, it's easily his most inaccessible f- no film that christopher nolan's ever done and it's the bo- bottom tier for me of his films yeah I and so. i'll be honest like if i never see it again i wouldn't bother perks are as um, Sean's rightfully said Michael Caine's brilliant shock yeah. and Robert Pattinson give me a fucking give me his Batman as soon as possible because yes, he's too fucking suave in this film 
Um, but yeah, just just a bit long and boring. Yeah. One and one, that I, I, one of a one of his films that I, I won't touch again. To be honest with you, I don't think I'll even bother watching yeah. it. Not even if it ends up on like Netflix, you're not going to nah. sort of go. You know what? I've got two and a half hours to spare. Who wants to see fucking Kenneth Branagh overact as a, a villain? Do you know what I mean? Well, thank you. Mm. Yeah. Not the I'll best. Be like, I said um, no. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> That's, again, That's just terrible. Sean and his impressions. Yeah. Just exceptional. Yeah, yeah, Is that me or Michael Caine? That's both, probably, in my head. So what I mean? All right. Fair. Yeah. It's crossing. It's crossing. He's all sound the same. <laughs> Right, can, can, can I just put a little side racially charged note? What? Yeah, a little, a little side note for a film that's that's not been released yet, but I've read up on it and I've kind of looked at some of the images of it. Um, I was quite kind of um, looking forward to seeing this film, and now I'm not. So, Stardust, the <laughs> David Bowie film. Yeah, mate. Why? I mean, why, come on. Why were you looking forward to and not so? Now? Obviously, the fucking the guy, obviously David Bowie is obviously a legend. Do you know what I mean? God rest yeah. his soul. But I mean, they've they've picked somebody to fucking play him who looks fuck all like him. You'd be better <laughs> off just putting a fucking red wig on me and putting me in the film. Well, I mean, I think they could have done a lot I better. Know. I think Rocket Man, like Elton John, and and obviously Walk the Line and playing Johnny Cash and stuff like. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, Freddie Mercury. There was similarities to these people, that obviously the, the mm-hmm. characters that they were playing. So I'm like, I don't know. I just think as if it's been done very bad, poorly, cheaply. Do you know what I mean? The guy playing him mm. is called Johnny Flynn. Um, don't think I've ever heard of him. Apparently, he's a actor and musician. So yes, um, he was in. Uh, he was in Beast, uh, which was an alright film, and. I've just typed in star. I've tried to type in Stardust and typed in Starburst, so now I just really want some Starburst. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's... I mean, I'll be honest, if there's one Stardust film you watch, it's with Charlie Cox and Robert De Niro as a gay pirate, but that's just me. Um, okay, then. What else we got? you never seen Stardust? Fucking great film. Aye. Michelle Pfeiffer and yes. Charlie Cox and... Yes. Oh, just a banger. Um, what's the... I think I actually saw a while ago some reviews for Stardust... The newest is it, one. The, is it and getting they canned? Not, they did not look promising, if I'm completely <laughs> honest. Uh, Another... Oh, I don't know. Canada thought Goo! 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, Ooh. my goodness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. You know, that's just... Let's just have a look at the few blurbs on the on the Rotten Tomatoes at the minute. What's it saying? I'm not... I'm, I'm, I'm a bit worried about this. Ultimately, it's bland. Hold on. Oh, Fuck off with your fucking ad bollocks. Right. Oh, this is annoying. Yes, fine. Um, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Ultimately, it's bland, not bold, and achingly absent of enchantment. Well, that's nice to see. That's <laughs> the portrayal. The portrayal of Bowie is trying to the is trying to the viewer. His character is either a stumbling, fumbling, four-eyed space cadet or an articulate erudite conversationalist, depending on Ranger's whim. Oh dear. Oh my God! So it's chopping and changing oh, every two yeah. minutes. When it comes to revealing something new about its subject, Stardust sadly lacks insight into the art. Well, that's great. Yeah. Wonderful. So that's one to avoid. Fucking hell. Yes, massively. I've I probably mentioned this before. I know, I, I don't know if I told you that uh, Doug Jones, who's um, David Bowie's son, um, had a chat with 
the directors of Into the... Basically, he found out about Stardust being made and he was fucking raging because he yeah. was like, I don't want this film getting made, whatever. And he, somebody said, like, what would you prefer to have done? And he said, I want the people who made Into the Spider-Verse to make a David Bowie film. And I'd be like, yes. Can <laughs> you imagine how that film would look? <laughs> yeah. Spoke to the directors and everything. He was like, if you ever fancy doing it... Someone's a big fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just... What are you going to do? Yeah. Don't, not Doug Jones, sorry. Duncan Jones. Fucking Doug Jones. Fucking um, Pan's Labyrinth. Um, but yeah, Duncan Jones the, has had chats. That's podcast. This week seems like a bit of a roller coaster, mate. It's like up and down. Like, it's just... We're, like, <laughs> we're lifting people's spirits and then swiftly knocking them they're down. They're crushing them. Again, <laughs> and, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think we move, move on to what, um, well, what me and Nick separately have been watching when we probably should be watching it at the same time but Nick's kind of catching up um, so I've been watching the, the sixth and final season of the very dear to my heart TV show Vikings like fucking what, what are you can I on? ask yes I'm just, can I ask Mr Carney Mr Carney um, so is the whole season available on Amazon now yes. the final season right okay and you've finished it not yet, I've got one left. You've got one left, right, okay. So, Sean messaged me earlier this today, right, and I said, and he was like, he was like, there's fuck all to talk about, what do you want to talk about? I was like, well, you've watched Vikings, I've watched Cobra Kai, let's talk about that. Yeah. And then Sean said, fuck me, I'm going to talk about it without spoiling it. So, folks, if you could send in your rankings after this episode out of five of our Sean, our Sean will now proceed to review the final season of Vikings without, without spoiling it for anyone. Anything, it's going to be the worst review in history. I mean, I'm not very good at reviewing things as it fucking is. I'm basically a stooge on this podcast. I'm here to throw <laughs> fucking stupid analogies and fucking talk nonsense with my best friend. Mate, this for like is another. no. You... They're not best friends. Mate, this is all training for you. You're doing really well. Listen, um, I don't so... want to be working for jump cut anytime soon. I've got enough fucking work on my plate. Do you know what I mean? So I'm all right. Thank you very much. <laughs> So, for for the well-trained, up-to-date people, where do you stand on what you've seen so far with one episode left? Um, I'm kind of glad that it's that it's um, they're wrapping up. Uh, I've never been okay. a big, never been a big fan of like. Well, I mean, there is some TV shows that I do kind of hold dear to my heart that um, that have went on a bit longer than I would have wanted. Um, I think okay. six seasons is probably enough for Vikings. Um, they probably could have ended it after maybe say four. Do you know what I mean? Four or five, right. I think. Do you know what I mean? But again, there's so much to be told. There's so many characters in it. It's like all of his sons and that continue to do things, and it's about reading, going to France and Paris and England and um, meeting new travellers and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Discovering uh, like Greenland and Iceland and all these different sort of. Um, Nordic places that became um, on the map, obviously, once they d- discovered them. But um, listen, yeah. mate, it's got, it's got Vikings on it. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Um, <laughs> what are your, your fucking, what are your favourite games or your favourite game as God of War? And it's basically full What a on, pitch. Listen, mate, it's got Vikings in it. It's got Vikings in it. Well, that's what I tell people. Like, literally say, I go, yeah, no fair. Like Vikings, and they go, yes, and I say, well, it's called fucking Vikings, so jump in. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's a very simple fucking pitch, you know what I mean? There's not much to tell. It's like, yeah, it's a cool, well done, it's fucking it's shot beautifully. Um, obviously, mm. Michael Hurst at it, he's, like, he's done loads and loads of um, 
like uh, research into it. It's obviously done by history as well, so there's a lot of things that the attention to detail and obviously all the sort of tattoos and the, the, the kind of like the, the cloaks and that that they're wearing and stuff. And I mean, even like the yeah. detail, there's one part where I'm not spoiling anything, but Bjorn's holding a sword and you're just looking right. at it and it's got all the Nordic fucking little letters and stuff Runes on the actual shit. on the blade do you know what I mean I thought we things yeah. like that just make it very authentic but I'm glad as I said that they're wrapping it up um, I'd highly recommend I mean if you haven't seen Vikings um, I tried to pitch it to my brother as well because me and my dad had been watching this together it was like it was our favourite hours to watch together so um, and when my brother came in one night he was like oh you just keep watching this fucking Viking stuff and I was like look I says just sit down I was like, well, this weekend with me and you, I says, and we'll watch a couple of episodes of it and see what you think. Mate, he sat there yeah. for, for like eight, nine hours and watched a full scene. <laughs> like literally, the one sitting, just fucking next one, next one, because Smashed it's so it. good. Like especially mm. um, like Ragnar, it's just that that character. Yeah, Travis Fimmel. The way that, the way that Fimmel played it, it's just... It's amazing and you can see those like reminiscence of his sons in, his, in him as well like so even though he's no longer there spoiler um i've done yeah. i've done one spoiler already for people who haven't seen it but um, yeah strike one no to be fair mate that's and i said to you i said to you last week that like i'm fully aware of what's gone on purely because you can't how the fuck are you going to advertise a tv series without yeah. giving away the fact that the lead character that was in it from whatever to whatever point is now no longer in it like it's just it's not gonna happen um, one thing I, I mean, want to ask you though 793 is 793 AD so I mean for fuck's sake <laughs> yeah. if you don't so know we're who a bit, Ragnar yeah. Lothbrok is already <laughs> my god like it's not my fault is it <laughs> um, but like one thing I want to ask you mate is to, to the, and this is purely to my understanding but like if you want to correct me or try not to spoil it whatever but like from the posters and the marketing that's been coming out for this I'm right to say like Alexander Ludwig is Ludwig sorry is taking the lead as like son of Ragnar Bjorn Lothbrok and like yeah because he has like how does the, yeah how does how does he handle it now as like a final season he is the lead like you said I remember you saying to me with Ragnar particularly like from the shift over from father to son like he's not as good it, does he pick it up in the last season as he and as he, he basically put you know carrying the weight of the final season he's all on his shoulders how does yeah he, it's very how does he much across very much beyond is um especially this the first episode it's like it's basically the way Fimmel would play if he was beyond you know what i mean or the way ragnar is very yes i would say he's now his father's son sort of thing he's very much so has the way that he handles everything um just the way he's speaking to people as well um just the way that he carries well the way that he carries that character as well so I mean, so Bjorn has yes, I'd say become Ragnar. Do you know what I mean? Um, right, got you. But in, in saying that as well, what I was saying about the way Fimo played Ragnar as um, the people that they've they've took in to be son like Jordan Patrick Smith, um, Alex Alex Anderson who plays Ivar. Um, there's other people, all these sons that as well. Like they're very much taking what Travis Fimo did and kind of sort of mirroring it. If that makes sense, yeah. Like you'll see sometimes the way that Ivor says something, and you're like, "That's the way Travis Fimmel played Ragnar." Do you know what I mean? Which I, yeah. which I personally think is very, very smart. 
Like the boys obviously. Yeah, definitely. The boys have done their homework with watching the TV show before they came on board. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Because I think it's like, I mean, what is it? Is it four seasons before the Suns actually start to like Ivar and well, Ibar and? So at the minute, at the minute, just in terms of where I am. So I've just had a look on um, my fucking watch list at the minute. I'm on season three, episode seven, and at this point. They've just attempted to sack Paris again. Rolo's like, nah, pal, not having it. Um, and there's there's friction in the ranks and stuff, but the kids aren't the kids haven't turned up again. Turned up yet. My only the biggest the biggest thing with the kids is that Ivar has just <laughs> has just fucking killed another kid in the village. Like was playing a game, it got a bit out of hand, and he's just took an axe to him. And the kids like six, and they're like, oh, oh, let's you know, don't look at it. <laughs> It's like, yeah, he's just got a boo boo. It's fine. It's like no, you've just fucking murdered a kid. Um, Everyone is fine. So yeah, fine. The, <laughs> like at the moment, Bjorn's the only one. Like Alexander Ludwig's the only one that's consistently there. If that makes sense, I know that the, obviously the kids, the casting's going to change eventually to speed up time. If that's right, am I right in saying that? Yeah, they're going to jump a few years or yeah. So basically, there was a certain part of like where you are. And mm. it's almost like because they are sons of Ragnar, they've obviously they they live off of that alone is being like sort of held in high regard wherever they go. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. of what their father did before them, the legacy. Pardon me, the legacy that he's left. It's like yeah. I'm I'm one of Ragnar's sons, so I, I can you kind of get away with so much. Do you know what I mean? And obviously they want right. to they want to do their own thing, so it's like they're almost. Um, like he wants to go and raid here, but he wants to stay here and be a king there, and but he wants to have fucking six wives and do this over here. So it's like they're all sort of like kind of flying the nest and doing their own sort of thing. Mm-hmm. They might cross paths with each other, and it's like these two brothers might team up, but then he goes because he wants to see what he's doing. Do you know what I mean? Well, I've yeah. heard Beyond's doing good things over here, so I've had my time in fucking Wessex. I'm going to go back home and do this. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, very sort of. Um, loggerheads with each other quite a lot of the times which, which is a sort of sort of good dynamic because it's it's quite true brothers do do you know what i mean like um they kind of back and forth with each other it's like they, they won't always agree on things even they've got that sort of brother they love there they've obviously want yeah. to have their own their own life do you know what i mean um yeah. but with the way that i like certain things that they've done with this so far as i said i haven't watched the final episode but there was lots of things in it and I, and I try not to Google a lot of things to say, okay. do you know what I mean? Or where are they now? Do you know what I mean? Because you get a sort of yeah. like, a little glimpse of where they are and then you're like, ah, right, okay, I know where they are now because Mike Ross is putting in certain things to, to go, to kind of state, right, this is where they are. Like, mm. without spoiling something, it basically one of the guy goes, what will we name this place? And he says, well, let's call it Greenland because there's nothing green here. Do you know what I mean? So right, like, okay. little things like that are smart. Do you know what I mean? And then the way you do things. But listen, highly recommend it. I think it's not the best season, but it's good. As I said at the start, that they're rounding it up, and uh, I'm going to miss it when it's not here anymore. And I'll probably binge it again, as I have The Wire and Sopranos <laughs> and fucking The Office and stuff like that. It's, um, it's been a TV show that I, so I've loved. It's interesting you mentioned in terms of they're ending it. It's not the best season but they're ending it on a decent note. Like, in comparison, the obvious, the, the biggest comparison you can make with this is Game of Thrones. Yeah. 
which coincidentally we I was talking to one of Tina's friends yesterday about it um about Game of Thrones because we like I've not seen her since pre final season basically of Game of Thrones and she was like she was a big fan and she was like oh, fucking like I was raging with it it was de- it was dreadful and it was a terrible yeah. way to end it etc like isn't it do you think it's weird or I just want you know your thoughts on terms of comparisons with how Game of Thrones was just fucking top tier the show that everyone watched every single week and what you th- what do you think Vikings was missing to, to meet that level do you think do you um, think do you think it was in the, do you think it was in the same league and it was it was you know um well I think like it's wasn't given a, a fair look in um well, when they first made when they first made Vikings let me just uh, double check um 2013 so that's when right it, okay but it, it was it started in Canada so the, the right, promotion okay, yeah. the promotion for it wasn't great it wasn't on a major network it was done by history um right I mean it's, as I said, and it's consistently throughout it, the, the the detail to the TV show and obviously the way that Michael Hurst has created it and wrote it, he's obviously mm. done his research on it. Um, yeah. And it's been consistently like that throughout the whole six seasons. But I think with the yeah. thing, what you're saying is the difference from that in Game of Thrones is basically, the, I would say, the PR. Do you know what I mean? Right, okay. I, mean, I, okay. Don't, think it's, I don't think it was pushed to be a frontrunner. Um, yeah, like I mean, what was it? Was it was HBO? Game of Thrones was on, wasn't it? So HBO did Game of Thrones. That and it's worth noting. I'm just looking at it. It's worth noting that started in 2011. So you're saying Vikings was 2013? Yeah. Um. So, so obviously, like two by years this point, that. Game of Thrones is yeah. fucking dominating. And yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I think obviously mm. with the thing with the Game of Thrones is that it's very shall we say, like, mystical, do you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of stuff going on. Like fan- there's think, a fantasy element to it. Yeah, whereas, like, the dragons and all that sort of shit as well, and magic and stuff, like, the thing with Vikings is, and which I like about it, is it's very dark and gritty. Do you know what I mean? It's right, quite okay. kind of close to the bone. Well, I mean, Game of Thrones want fucking cheery, mate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't cheery, but what I'm saying is, this was, like, the, the thing, because it's, like, it's historical as well, so it's got a different note yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm, they definitely. try and keep it as quite. I mean, the the whole Viking lore is very um, like the sort of muddy waters. Like you could kind of make up things. You know what I mean? Like they always say a certain thing with Ragnar Lothbrok is like, was he? There's no document of it when he died. No document of when he was born. So it's like almost like mm. a, a lore. Could it be could almost it be like a myth? Robin Hood sort yeah, of sort of thing? So that's what I would yeah. say. The one thing is the, the way they pushed the both shows. You said uh, two years on it anyway, but I would say it's the PR mm. and the networks and stuff. Yeah. But listen, I'm glad they went with history. Um, I don't know, obviously, what, what um, network it was released on, but it's obviously on Amazon mm. Prime now, which is a massive platform. Uh, but I mean, it's been going, obviously, it's 2013 to 2021, so it's fucking, it's, it's doing its bit, do you know what I mean? It's good made effort. it's made good stars. I mean, Travis, Travis Fimmel, when he left the show, I think he struggled a bit. Um, I've not seen yeah. much of Catherine Winnock, uh, but I think people like um, uh, Alexander Ludwig has done not too bad for himself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's like Bad Boys Three and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah, he's done. And right. I think um, I think it's worth. Sorry, strike out. No, I was just going to say I think a big nod, and I ho- hopefully he does get some good work after it because I think he is a really good actor. It was um, Alex Anderson who plays um, Ivor the Boneless. I think he's a really good actor. Um, right. Okay. We'll wait and see. I mean, I know obviously he's. 
uh, a European actor, so you never really know. It's usually like Americans, Canadians, stuff like that. You kind of get pushed more again. So, but listen, I've been enjoying it. I'd highly recommend uh, Vikings, and we'll wait and see what Nick's got to see about it when he's, when he's finally got there. I think it's worth noting, mate, in terms of you mentioned like the Wire and Sopranos. I think this probably has had the same issues that those two shows had in terms of the Wire didn't get enough attention because the Sopranos was on at the same time. Yeah, true. And then when the Wire finished, it became like the binge fucking show to watch. Like people rediscovered it. And, you know, like you're saying with the Vikings, now that it is on Amazon, which is now coming up to close competition with Netflix with like shows like The Boys. And I said to you, like we finished The Wilds two days ago, which is fucking brilliant. I can't recommend it enough. Um, hopefully it will it might get a second life it'd be interesting to see if it does and that you know it's just it's weird how we don't we don't have a show that we don't have that that time anymore where shows were on TV people missed it and then we watched it when it yeah. yeah and rewatched it when it came out on DVD or whatever we just don't have fucking DVDs anymore um but like Vikings might be one of those might be, I mean, might the be big, the wire to I mean, hopefully it does get a, Game of Thrones. Hopefully it does get that sort of cult following after it. I think it does deserve it. Um, again, cool. the endings are always look. You're never go as a fan. You're never going to be happy with the ending, regardless of what fucking TV show you've you watched. You know what I mean? Because mm. you'll agree with it, and somebody else who's been a massive fan of it will disagree. It's just it's going to happen. But I like the way so far that they've been rounding things up. Um, they're leaving things obviously open you never know what will happen after it depending on how well it's received um, hopefully they don't they don't do anything like no spin-offs in that I would like to just kind of let it let it be let it be left alone isn't that what um, isn't that what Valhalla is for Netflix um, well I think so I yeah Valhalla is like 100 years after the events of Vikings apparently yeah so we'll see um but yeah, well, mate, I'm like I say, I'm I'm putting my way through it. There's been other stuff to watch. Um, I mean, you've 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 I, kind of you've fairly kind of done a, a good dent in it anyway. You must be enjoying it. Oh so. yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, I am. It's get it's, it's got its moments. I'm, I'm I am digging it, and I'm looking forward to finally like. Nick will be on here next week with both, the list. both sides of his head shaved, and his, his beard looking <laughs> yeah, a bit just fucking like unruly. Damn my face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, banger. Um, so what you've been watching? Well, wh- oh, mate, what have I? It. What have I been watching? Go for um, it. <laughs> um, so while Sean's been fucking up to his elbows in Viking blood and and Norse North Seas, um, <laughs> that's just a Teals. standard week for Sean. <laughs> um, I uh, spent all of New Year's Day um, watching season three of Cobra Kai, and oh, man, just. Hmm. Like if Sean, if Sean struggled to spoil this, I'm gonna fucking struggle here. Yeah. Purely because, uh, like, you. So I just want to be right. You've definitely watched the first two seasons, yeah. Yes. Cool. So for That's those that have haven't, yeah. For those that have haven't, if you don't want spoilers, maybe stop listening because I'm trying to. Be, I'm gonna be trying. No. Try no. To no. Hold on. As possible. No. Okay. Hold on. Because you've just okay. fucking you ripped me a new arse before I even started, and you thought. <laughs> I was going to spoil Vikings, and I think I did a pretty good job. I know, I said job. you did very well. Yeah. You did a very so, good job, mate. You did a very good job. Let's fucking go, Nick, because you're the man <laughs> who is always good with fucking describing things. Do you know what I mean? So this is this is your baby, remember, so you better fucking get it right, because if you don't, Mr. Hogg, you'll be coming right. on this podcast next week. <laughs> <laughs> 
um but yeah um for those that are up to date um season two ended if i'm not mistaken let me just get it right so we had miguel was in hospital after a fucking school fight (laughs) which is amazing um we had um like uh Johnny Lawrence had lost Cobra Kai um, to Crease, who finally took it like back oh, and was like, yeah, you know, like, stop. He, yeah, he was like, yeah, if you want it, you can fucking have it. It's not what I what I wanted when it started out as. Um, and just basically, Cobra Kai is as Johnny Lawrence was basically scattered to the wind and was sat out on a beach, like feeling shit, sorry for himself, etc. Um, Robbie Keane um, was like a basically took a bad took a bad route and knocked and knocked Miguel um onto a banister where he'd broken his back. So season three um starts with Miguel's in hospital, um Robbie's on the run from the law. Mate, this My is serious. And yeah. Um Johnny Lawrence is like sat in a bar, pretty much exactly where he was in the beginning of season one, a waste of space, like feeling sorry for himself. And Daniel LaRusso is trying to figure out what the fuck to do. Um, just as a whole with Miyagi Do and all that sort of shit, like he's never he's promising never to go to teach again. So everyone's um, basically down in the dumps, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It's it's basically yeah. Everyone's gone through their own personal 2020 in Cobra Kai, and from there, me. So my my thing about it is what I will say is that we talked about a while well either last week or the week before about stuff dripping in nostalgia, and this is. What was great about Cobra Kai is it found that balance. Is it, is it leaned into all the stuff that you obviously loved about the original trilogy of films? Trilogy, because there was not a remake, and Hilary Swank didn't start <gasps> a career through through That's Karate Kid. Um, <laughs> um, but but yeah, the first two seasons just got that balance just right. I personally think third season for me, hmm. there are some real major issues with it where it's like, you know to rip the piss out of it and basically say what Karate Kid did was how can we put karate in fucking everything? How can we link karate somehow into this scene right now? And like, <laughs> there's moments where basically karate's now been banned in the fucking area of LA. Like it's not in, it's not allowed oh, basically so, in so school. The valley's banned. Yeah, the valley's, yeah. no one's doing karate. It's not allowed. But they then, pre- <laughs> it's like footloose <laughs> for fucking martial arts. And they literally mentioned footloose. <laughs> I swear to God, they mentioned Footloose, right? And it's that issue with me, is that it's so... Like, if the first two seasons made the perfect hits, season three is so on the nose in some of its things where I'm just like, this isn't landing the way it should land. Like, it's almost farcical, but I'm going to watch it because, like, William Zabka's Johnny Lawrence is just still absolutely perfect. Still completely out of touch with the fucking reality that he's in. Still living in the 80s. Like... (laughs) Still thinks he can hash brown Cobra Kai and put it on the internet. Um, fucking hash brown. Hash brown. <laughs> um, still struggling with Facebook. But, you know, there's moments where he's he's trying to make Miguel walk again. And you're just like, really? Is this is this the route we're going to? Like, Are you like, where's the doctor? No, do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, he's literally just come out of surgery and Johnny wakes him up and he's like, come on then, up you get... <laughs> It's just He's like, come on, you pussy. Yeah, basically. Um, but I want a back kick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all the sort of it's borderline cringeworthy, but you just can't help love it. Like, there's just moments in it where 
I messaged Sean. <laughs> I messaged Sean one moment that happens in the fight. It wasn't the second to last episode, mate. It's actually the final episode where they use Phil Collins. Now, any show that uses Phil Collins with me is fucking sold. Um, and it is a hair-raising, holy shit, this is about to go down moment. And that's what you love the show for. Like, you know, there's moments, uh, it's not spoiling it, because you, if, if you're a fan of the series, you'll have seen it in the trailer, where um, Danny goes to Japan and meets familiar faces from the previous films. And you yeah, are just like... We spoke about that last yeah, week. Yeah, like... I mean, it's just, and that's great. You're just like, yeah, fuck it, go on. Just sort of, let's just go down this memory lane. Um, right. But you're like, get the ice blocks. Out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and again, again, there's ice blocks in the scene, and you're just like, oh, for fuck's sake. Um, oh. But are right, as we expected, and no spoilers. Um, other, other. We talked about Elizabeth Shue last week. That's all I'll say. So we talked about Elizabeth Shue this okay. week, last week, and I've seen Cobra Kai this week. Take of that from what you will, um, but again, oh, I can't look at his face. He's like, oh, but again, the, those are the moments that? that are great. But it's just like the yeah. missteps for me is, as I said, like when go on, carry on. When I've watched it, 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 it Cobra Kai is if you want cheese and nostalgia and you want it in bucket loads yeah. and dripping, yeah. then Cobra Kai is a show for you, hundred percent. And I said to I said to Sean last week, and I stand by it. Somewhere between the OC. Fucking vampire diaries. vampire diaries. Um, no, like somewhere between the OC and Game of Thrones and Karate is Cobra Kai. That's <laughs> Game of Thrones, <laughs> but, it, but it is that. Jesus <laughs> no, but it is that thing of that great thing of you siding with characters and going, "Oh no, don't do that!" Like, why are you doing that? Don't be a dickhead. And then you know, I've got a question for go you on. then because you seem you seem to be pretty buzzing about Cobra okay. Kai, and you have been since you binged it, right? Is Cobra Kai in your top 10 TV shows? No, definitely not. <sighs> no, top 10? <laughs> right, hold on. In no particular order, The Wire, Sopranos, Game of Thrones, Band of Brothers, The Night Of. We've got five more. Cobra Kai's going to be number 10. I can, he- I can hear mm, it. No, because you've got shows... You know, Netflix have got this where it's like they've got shows like Daredevil, The Punisher... Umbrella Academy, which I'd, I'd rather watch again, if oh. I'm completely honest. Um, my my thing about my thing about this third season is it's trying to cast the net so wide. Like there's this whole element to it where they look at the backstory of Crease, and I'm just like, I don't give a shit. Like he is, yeah, it's kind of like you don't care. No, he is exactly. He is the he's the video game big boss of the game. Because it is, it plays like a fucking yeah. arcade game, mate. There's moments where oh, there's moments where Johnny and Danny are together, and we said this for the past two seasons, which is the that's where the show's at its best, where these two guys that don't like each other are in a their own fucking <laughs> buddy cop film, and literally fucking Johnny's got a red shirt on, Danny's got a blue shirt on, and it's like you're watching Street Fighter. It's Ryu and Ken. Do you know what I mean? It's that it's that like relationship. And and you're just like the both of them should have the fucking yeah just get the headbands on and be done with it. But like and if that's if you put that in if if you try and quantify it like that, then creases and bison where it's like I don't give a shit who you are I don't care about your backstory I just know you're a right bastard and that's all he does, mate. I lost count the amount of times that people turn up to Cobra Kai dojo and he's in the back and he comes out holding either a towel or he's. His whole, he's got his hands in his fucking suit. Never does he fucking throw a punch. But you're like, you're a right bastard, aren't you? <laughs> like, 
Ah, I'm greased and I'm right busted. Has, like, nunchucks for his fucking cereal. Yeah. You know what I mean, like just gnawing on things. Well, he's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm definitely not gonna spoil it. There is a fight scene with Crease, right? And the camera is constantly behind him. You know why? Because that's not fucking John Crease, and you know it's not John Crease. No, no chance. But that's the other. That's my <laughs> other issue is because it doesn't move like it did in fucking. Oh, hundred percent. And you'll, mate, you'll be pissing yourself in some episodes where it's like, what are they trying to do? But you still just love it for that reason. But like my going back to the thing of casting the net, we don't need the backstory about Crease. We don't need certain particular characters having their own little stories. My my enjoyment, I I, I could hand on heart say this, mate. If there was a series of just John Lawrence surfing the internet, I'd watch it because, mate moments of him taking his fucking laptop back to the pawn shop because he's complaining because it keeps going it keeps powering down and he's like i gave you a charger and he says well no but you said it was wireless he's <laughs> just like he's stuck in the 80s and he's not coming out and he's and that's the way it is yeah. and that's he's got no he's got no intention of learning anything new no not at all not at all like him trying to update his facebook mate there's literally an episode of him trying to update his facebook and it's probably one of the best moments of the whole freaking season um <laughs> But it's because you've got used to that character and William Zabka's so good at it. Yeah. And not only that, physically, there are moments when he's doing when he's having fights and it's like you were clearly putting the effort in. On the other hand, Ralph, yeah. Ralph Macchio, I mean, mm, like he's just <laughs> he's just a bit ropey. I'm like, oh mate, you really str- you're really trying, mate, aren't was you? Was that like um I never knew this, but fucking like um what do you call him? Ralph Macho was like 22. <laughs> he was 22 when he started the first one. 22 years old. Cur- he's played a high school show. The Karate Kid. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. It was like with Travolta's friends in Greece. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're 100%. all playing in high school when they're like yeah. 40 odd, like with, with five o'clock shadows <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I just got back from us somewhere the other day. It's like, did you? Yeah. Summer holidays were great. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's it's. If you if you if you liked Karate Kid growing up, and obviously if you fucking let's be honest, if you've stuck with two seasons, you're gonna watch the third one. Um, I just can't wait for you to watch it yeah. because I think so. Here's my guess: you will enjoy this more than you will enjoy the final season of Vikings. Oh, that's a bold for statement, all the wrong reasons. <laughs> Aye, for all the wrong reasons. I like how you added that but last there because I'm like, mm, Vikings, it's up there, one of my favourite shows ever. And you're like, yeah. but Cobra Kai is going to fucking get all your, your juices yeah, going. Yeah, 100%. And like I say, it ends on a cliffhanger where you're just like, yes, here we go. Like season, season four, four here it. we go. Um, but I read. But I mean, there's been reports like it's it's, well, it's the most watched thing at the moment on Netflix. Yeah, and I was reading. I was reading. Uh, Ralph Macchio recently said in an interview that they've Netflix have got planned as far as season six. Now, fucking. I hell. I honestly don't think it should go that. I I just don't think it should go that far <laughs> because it's like yeah, there are but that's there is this is what I'm saying. Like they're going to like the thing with the thing with Vikings is I think six is maybe just one or two seasons, maybe a bit too long. Yeah. But I don't mind that it, that it has ended on that. Mm. Something like uh, Cobra Kai should not go to six. Well, seasons, and not not at all. And it's just it's that issue of like, it's weird, right? It's ended on a note, and it's like, yes, I can't fucking wait for next season because you just the wheels start turning, and you can see where it's going before the show's finished. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, it's just that problem of 
fucking hell, they can only have so many annual tournaments. Do you know what I mean? Like, the All-Vanny tournament can only go on for so long before they just go... Yeah. Like, when when fucking Miguel's going to Johnny... It's the same, go, it's the same two karate dojos. <laughs> yeah, or just year. going, Johnny, mate, I've got I've got two kids in a full-time job now. I can't be doing karate anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I've got a mortgage to pay. I can't be chopping ice blocks in half anymore. This is getting a fucking ridiculous. Um, like, I need, I've, 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 I've sold the fucking... The, the motocross bikes, I can't really go to the beach every Friday <laughs> Mate, night for a fucking, for a barley. 100%. You know what I mean? 100%. And I think, like I say, if you like Karate Kid, you'll obviously love it. If you're stuck for two seasons, you'll watch the third. Um, I think it's, 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 it's teetered a bit in terms of just quality. I think there's just moments in it where I'm just like, I can't, this is, you know, it's weird. You mentioned Prison Break the other week. Like, that show got fucking ridiculous after a while. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> like, it just, like, Again, they milked it for everything that they had with yeah. it. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen, um, what do you call him, the guy who plays Michael Wentworth? Wentworth Miller. Um, Miller? Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen him in another bastard thing. Yeah, it's because he's in hiding, He mate. just seems to come back for a prison break every year. Because he's wanted. Because he's a wanted man. Um, <laughs> he's got to keep in hiding. Is it, but, but like, but like, no, I'm not I'm not being serious because he was in prison one and he broke out. No, I know. <laughs> I'm joking. But like, um, to put, to put, uh, a low level like here's where your bar is for Cobra Kai season 3 they're not allowed to use karate in school right however they have a football or soccer match right where they they're like right well we can't use it in, re- in real life we'll use it in this football match and what proceeds oh, fuck <laughs> what proceeds to happen it's just like <laughs> you know how we I think last season, what I loved about, like, for example, the fight in the school, at no point did a teacher go, come on now, lads, like, break it up. Like, I know, like, grab somebody with a scruff. Yeah, like, you know like, like, back in my oh, day, they just had me. I was like, caught, I'm sure I've seen, like, security guards just running at the exits of the school. Well, no, like, no, they cleverly covered it because they had, what was his name, Razor or something? The guy who played Richard Jewell as interviewed for security. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, no, I'm in security now. And then he just proceeded to, like, lay the kids out. With this, all they've got is a coach on the on the sidelines just blowing a whistle, going, "Can you stop? Can you stop kicking him in the face, please?" It's like <laughs> that would never happen. Oh, my God. Um, no, but yeah, you will be saying that a lot of times through this episode, through the season. Just like that would never happen. That would never happen. Well, I think, I think that's a good way. I think we started off the podcast very miserable with lots of horror and fucking talking about this shit pandemic of twenty twenty. We've rounded it off with like two favourable mentions from each of, of us um, for leading into 2021 that we think will, will brighten your spirits and uh, will either have you grown a long beer or learning martial arts. <laughs> so yeah, we're excited, excited. And if you if you agree with us and if you're if you're watching Cobra Kai or um, Vikings, send us a DM. Let us know what you think of this week's podcast. If we're right, if we're wrong. Um, we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck are you? <laughs> um, yeah, but listen, guys, if you like what you're hearing, be uh, be sure to subscribe to all the platforms on where you listen to all your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, wherever it is, we are there. Um, and obviously, for more real good stuff, as usual, every week on Instagram uh, at This Is Real Good UK. Um, you can find myself on Instagram for haircuts and baby pictures, as per usual, at Beard Carnage. And you can find Mr. Staniforth. Where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the same handle of at Nick Staniforth, because that's my name. Don't wear it out. Listen, guys, 
We all hope you have a great 2021. Uh, Happy New Year to all. Thanks for listening in the new year. Uh, We will see you next week. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye.